today was an hey, today was a nice day, yeah. Actually, it, it actually was ripper. Yeah, yeah. Today I thought, oh, nice day. I'll go and um, I'll go and cut the grass. But I've got two oil. I got two like jerry cans, one with two stroke and one with normal petrol. And I got, I'm like, I had to fill up the lawnmower. So I put two stroke oil accidentally in the lawnmower, bloke. When I started this thing, the amount of smoke that went up in the backyard <laughs> was an absolute joke. <laughs> Even Lauren came outside at the front. She could smell it. That's fucked. Fucked. Investment. You got no idea what you're doing. Uh, what that tells me. No, it just shows me. You know what? The, you know what the, the moral of the story that is? Put labels on your jerry cans. Welcome everyone to episode 20 of the Almost Blues Brothers podcast. I'm Joe. I'm virtually here with Dan and Jules for this one. How are we, lads? Um, <laughs> at least we rocked up, yeah? Dan. Uh, my silence says it all. This is COVID edition and we're shit. Yeah, look, we are we're we're recording over Zoom because of uh, Victorian lockdown restrictions, obviously. Um, so bear with us with the audio if uh, if it's not the best quality that we've put out. But uh, you know what? It's probably still going to be better quality than what we saw from Carlton against Sydney. I can I can put it to you that way. Um, we are genuinely flat, boys. We're actually flat. Yeah. Be- our our best is like today. In all honesty, that patch three four minutes after the first bounce for about 15 minutes was enormous. Then second quarter, you know, we'll go more into it, but obviously just lumping on the pressure, but just couldn't get convert our chances. And it just happens every week, doesn't it? Simple as this. We're flat because every Carlton supporter knows that was a must-win game. Um, and obviously we didn't win, plain and simple. But... I do want to make a shout out to Chelsea Football Club for winning the UEFA Champions League. Any almost Blues Brother Chelsea supporters, come on, Chelsea. Yeah, you look, you're probably the most up. You've been up since. So just for everyone's awareness, we're recording this on uh, on Sunday just after the game. But Dan's been up since 3 a.m.? Yeah, four. Four? How many coffees? Six. Oh, yeah, you didn't have any after after this morning. No, just six before it, just to keep me up. <laughs> I feel my legs twitching now. <laughs> Dan's, Dan's the only one that's up and about. Chelsea had a win in the Champions League. Big win, good win. But, uh, yeah, look, Blues, not so much. We know we, we know what this review is going to be like. We've been here many times, and uh, it's just part of the business. So, look, first off, before we begin, um, just want to send a massive, massive shout-out to, to all the listeners, all the followers. Um, we've had a massive week on socials, boys. Got a shout out from Carlton Football Club. How good's that? You're welcome. Jules says you're welcome. <laughs> Jules, uh, Jules posted a video of Harry Mackay's goal against against the Hawks, and uh, yeah, the uh, the football club decided it was uh, it was good enough to to share on their socials. So that gave us a bit of a kick. And um, look for all the OGs that have been listening to us since day one, the originals. Appreciate you and appreciate all the. Uh, all the new listeners that have come on this week. So um, also got we, a, we also got a special mention from Alex Silvani, didn't we? A little share. We did. We did. We appreciate Alex. He's uh he's a big fan. He told us. He said he's a he's he's he listens to every single episode of the Almost Blues Brothers. So if you're not listening to us, this is episode twenty, Lockie Plowman episode. We're twenty episodes in. Um, you know what are you doing? And if you're not following us. Our handle on uh, on Instagram is at Almost Blues Brothers, and you can follow our personal accounts. All the information is in the bio. Boys, bit of blues news, well, a bit of AFL news to start before we preview. COVID looks like it's about to throw the season into genuine disarray, and the fixture for round 11, 12, round 12, uh, is just, it's been, yeah. Like, yeah, they shifted around playing. massively. There's yeah. like three or four games in Sydney next weekend at this stage. That's right. They're jumbling venues up, trying to fit games in in different states. It's a, it's a disaster. Bulldogs have actually flown to Sydney because they, they would rather go to Sydney to um, go into the hotel there 
because over the course of the week, they'll be able to be, you know, in the public rather than go to WA because they're playing over there. They're playing um, Fremantle over there. And then if they did go to WA, they would have had to quarantine and stay, yeah. stay in quarantine and wouldn't be able to go into the, the public. So that's massive. Yeah, and obviously for the Blues, we we now play West Coast at the SCG. So um, neutral ground, don't know if that's going to work for us. We'll preview that a little bit later on. Do you, do you well, think? Do West you think Coast West Coast haven't won since 1999, I heard today. At the SCG? At the SCG, yeah. Could work in our favour. Need to bounce back. Yeah, I reckon it, I reckon it might work in our favour, but we'll talk about that later in the in the preview. Jules? Nah, just in terms of, I know you, Joe, on, um, I think it was Thursday that you did share it on our socials that if anyone wants to, you know, have a chat about football or whatever, just to get away from things, yes, feel free just to reach out to um, any one of us. Um, yeah, we're, we're easy to have, to have a chat with, so no no issues there. Uh, and and it's, it's good you bring it up because I've had a few people reach out and say, you know, that they're you know, it's good to it's good to have a support network like Carlton supporters and and podcasts like this. So I, I agree, Jules. Um, just to reiterate, if anyone does need to reach out, if you're struggling and you just want to talk football or you know you just need a, a chat, please feel free. It's uh, it's the biggest thing that we need right now is a little bit of normality. And although the Carlton Football Club are shitting us, um, it's still good to talk footy. So yeah, uh, absolutely, Jules, spot on. Um, all right, let's preview the show and we'll get into it. Uh, review for round eleven against the Swans, obviously. Before we get into that, we'll go through the around the grounds, which has been a big uh, big weekend of footy, a few blowouts. Um, and that's, yeah, I mean, for us, if we had a one today, we'd still be in finals contention with the way that it's panned out. But it doesn't look like that's going to be the case. We'll obviously review the game against the Swans. And then we're going to preview next week's clash where we just have to bounce back against the Eagles. So, boys, without any further ado. Let's get into it. Grounds. So on Friday night, 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 at the at Marvel Stadium, the dogs they just went up to it. Early, particularly early on, but obviously as the game um, grew, they were not up to it. So obviously Melbourne eighty seven, Bulldogs fifty nine. Early on, when the heat was on, Melbourne were dominant. The whole winning contested possessions, and they were clean. Yeah, that was probably the most all-round performance. I've seen Melbourne play. They were they were sensational. They bet them in every aspect of the game. Um, absolutely dominated them and uh, they were well-deserved. I think they're, they are honestly the real deal. Yeah, for sure. For sure. They, um, I tipped the dogs by about four goals and they were never in it. It was just, yeah, it was an absolute masterclass from the Ds and, and they are. They're the real deal. They're going to be there at the end. I'm, I'm convinced of it now after what I saw, especially at Marvel. Um, Saturday's games, oh, cats against pies. That was an absolute snore fest. <laughs> Genuinely bad. Like that was one of the worst yeah, games I've ever watched. Didn't yeah, my eyes over. Move it. on. Move on from that. <laughs> can we? Can we skip that one? Just skip. Yeah, that. skip. Yeah, bounce off that one. Uh, Lions Giants. Another one that's just rolling at the moment, and it's it's Brisbane against Melbourne this week too. So it's a massive clash on Friday night coming up. But Brisbane pants the Giants. They were never even given a look in this game. Brisbane are starting yeah. to fall. Brisbane Have that Robbo. More and more. More and more. What did Robbo kick? Three. Four. 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 There you go. Four. 30 touches. Yeah. Four. Inspirational. The guy was insane. He was off his head. See a chance for the Coleman? <laughs> <laughs> Not with the no. way Harry's playing. I need some humour in this, boys. Just give me <laughs> Uh, Saints finally got one. Yeah, Sainers against North. North, they mounted a bit of a comeback late, late charge, but the Saints would have been shitting themselves a bit, I reckon. Well, they didn't. They didn't do themselves any favour. They kicked sixteen behinds again. <laughs> Something's gone wrong. Yeah, they yeah. generally can't kick. They can't. King is is all sorts in front of goal. All sorts. Yeah, I, I don't know what's going on at the moment. I really don't. He, um, 
what a kick. He kicked five behinds the other week. He's kicked 0-2 this week. Like, and he's just signed a four-year extension. That You'd be hoping that turns around pretty quickly. Maybe they hope because the other King brothers absolutely dominating. Maybe they do a switch and they forget which twins were who and they end up getting Ben King of the Saints. <laughs> hey, they're gonna go they are, they will Gold genuinely Coast. go they will genuinely go all in on, on Ben King, just by the way. Yeah, well Gold Coast um ended up obviously getting up over the Hawks. Um good win for them. So and again, Ben kick kick four. So and Rankin kick four as well. Yep. Yep. I think yeah, I'm a big fan of Rankin. Mm, good player. Big fan of Rankin. How about Optus Oval? Oh, sorry, Optus Stadium last night. West Coast Essendon. You're lucky. I'm just going to say to the listeners. You're lucky right there's now, no fines, man. No fine bowling COVID. We can't do that. But also, we said we're not finding each other today. We're allowed to have clangers if the Carlton Football Club can have clangers. So that's that's. And we'll go, we'll, we'll go into clangers. Yeah. Yeah. But um, Deep. yeah, Optus, Optus Stadium, Jules. Yeah, Optus Stadium. Um, Essendon. They were 29 points down and then came back and obviously ended up winning by 16. Um, but their midfield were on top after the second half. They were in- instrumental into the, in the game. Joke. West Coast West Coast kicked nine goals straight. 9-0 to start. Mm. Yeah, that's right. Up, and then it was just a capitulation. I've never seen a choke yeah, like from that there. in my life, especially at home. Hmm. You they did have. It, you could see it break down slowly, slowly throughout the game, couldn't you? You could see momentum shift. Yeah. Well, yeah. They, had, they had Oscar Allen go down. They also had um, Tim Kelly go down with the knee. Um, so, yeah, they had obviously two rotations down. Also, they had the sub come on. But, um, yeah. Essendon, Essendon did what we can't do. And it shits me because they are mentally tough. Mentally tough, that group. That that group of Essendon players knows how to get over the line and knows how to keep in games, even when it looks lost. And we'll go into we'll go into the blues in a minute, but I thought I'd just I'd throw that in there because I was very impressed. And I don't like saying that about the Dons, but I genuinely was impressed by by that performance. Um, Richmond today over Adelaide. Richmond were down 30 points in the first quarter. Mm. And they won by 28. Panston, Callum Coleman-Jones kicked four next to Rewalt. Looks like a genuine talent, that guy. Looks like a genuine talent. Was clunking everything up forward. Um, Tex kicked another three, so he stays in the Coleman race, stays in touch. Oh, sorry, four in the end. Four goals, three, stays in touch. Um, you know, this is the other thing. Like, Richmond have got, I don't know how many outs at the moment, but their kids step up. Hugo Ralph-Smith kicked two. Maybe O'Shaw kicked two. Coleman-Jones kicked four. You know, Shy Bolton had 23 and a goal. It's just all that all that says to me is, is good culture. Good culture. And it's what we don't have at the moment, unfortunately. Dan. It says winning mentality, plain and simple. Runs through the club. That's it. You know, something we don't have. And the last game of the round still going. Um, there's been 13 or so minutes played so far. He's Port Adelaide Frio. Um, Port Adelaide. Put Adelaide up by 27 points. Yeah, and it looks like Port should get the done the, the job done there. It's, what, 13 minutes left in the last quarter, so that uh, they should yeah. see the round off. And, boys, now that we've covered that, we uh, we need to get into we need to get into our review. And I, I don't know about you guys, but today when we go through this, I'm gonna I'm not gonna single out players, but when it comes to when it comes to accountability and responsibility at this point in this group of players and in the coaching staff, um, man, we've got to start calling some shit out because what we saw against the Swans was just it was a debacle. So we actually, huh, what do you know? reading from the book of Judd page 319 paragraph 2 it is a trend across the competition that players are taking greater ownership at club level they've developed louder voices when it comes to sacking coaches and hiring support staff 
and more broadly in the overall policies and direction of the clubs. Peace be with you. If you want to talk about ownership and it continuing for future generations, I'm not fucking saying it in this group, man. <laughs> I'm just not. <laughs> I'm not, man. Boys, oh, let, let me start. Let me start with the match, match report. Oh, I don't even. Oh, my God. I don't know where to start here. Final score Sydney 15 10 100 to Carlton 11 12 78. The goals for Sydney, Wicks and Parker with one each, Kennedy and Haywood with two each, and Papley, Franklin and Heaney with three each. For the Blues, DeConning, Williams and Silvani chipped in with one each. Betts kicked two, Cripps and Mackay kicked three each. Injuries for the Blues, Gibbons pulled his hammy and Murph came on as the medical sub. Uh, was that? I think that was in the third, yeah, just at the end of the third quarter. So yeah, see, how Gibbo, see how Gibbo pulls up and I'd, I'd say he misses some time. Boys, Look, I know we usually go with a bit of a structure for reviews, but to be honest, today, um, open slather. Say what you need to say, because at the end of the day, if we're being realists, that's finals gone completely, absolutely done and dusted, unless there's an, a miracle within us to win 10 of our last 11 or you know eight of our last 11 um, and for everything else to go right for us. Open slather. Say what you need to say about today's game, about the season so far, whatever you need to do, man. I feel like as if, look, every game, but our best is is unbelievable. But our worst is the probably the worst in the competition. There or thereabouts. As bad as North. And that's the problem, I feel. And we play well, even when we are playing well, particularly, for example, in that second quarter, well, we are playing well. We just don't convert our chances. There are opportunities there. We could have had another three, four goals on the ball. We could have been up by six, seven points. And then the other thing too is the amount of goals we considered in red time, the last three, four minutes, five minutes of a quarter, in the first half, there was like six. You know, like, and it's all based on decision-making. We'll get we'll get um, into decision-making. We'll discuss in terms of our efficiency as well. When the, when the ball gets inside 50, we were 52% today. They're only 43%. They went in. They went in more. In our forward line's dangerous. Our forward line is dangerous. Our first, our first. I think I heard a stat. Our first fourteen mm-hmm. inside fifties resulted in a scoring shot. Like, well, deadly in the first, you know, twenty-five minutes of that first quarter, and then in the first, you know, twenty-five minutes of that second quarter. But we go into halftime, and it's we're only two points up or one point up. It just doesn't make sense to me that. We actually go inside 50 with a better a better efficiency rate, but they win the game. And for me, that comes down to, you know, and, and I think it's, it's shown it all season where it's accountability um, and skill. Um, you know. that, that efficiency rate is an, anom- it's a, an anomaly. For, I can't even say that word. Anomaly for us as well this season. Like, we don't we don't go inside fifty very efficiently. So the fact that we did today, we should have capitalized more, and we didn't. We just didn't. I, I I don't understand it. The game was there to be won, and we changed the way that we played to be more direct, capitalizing early. And then the the thing that shits me, and you touched on it, Jules, is that our worst is genuinely up there with the worst in the competition. I'd say that we are the worst in the competition when we're playing that badly because the way that we get scored on is so easy. We, we teams just walk past us, man, in transition when we decide. You know what? Five minutes left, we're done. There's no defensive setup, no effort, no chase. It's five minutes of a lapse at the end of the first quarter and five minutes of a lapse at the end of the second quarter that kept them in the game. And after halftime, we were done. That game was done at halftime because we didn't capitalize when we needed to. Yeah, you could see there was no... I could tell. I could tell by after halftime, it was a completely different side that came out. It was the same side that let them back in the game in the last five minutes of both the first and second quarter. Um, and it's just not good enough. It really isn't. Um, the mentality there um, needs to change because if it doesn't, we're just not going to get better. So, boys, I just want to bring it to your attention. Um, now, I heard this, that our kicking efficiency is the worst in the comp at the moment. I can believe that. Is that's, this, my, is, that's my Cassano's calcs, by the way. The worst like, in the comp. 
What's the percentage? Is that, is that really hard? Is that really hard for you to believe? That's not hard for me to believe. No, not hard. No, 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 hard. So, yeah. so yeah, that that's what it is. Do you know what? Do you know what the funniest thing about that is? Is that we're a kicking side. Like, yeah, I feel like as if we're more a kicking side in terms of meter gains. We just dump kick even today. Like at one stage, I saw a dump kick, and I think it was from a um, it was from a stoppage. All right, so a ball up around the ground, and it was a hat kick forward. I can't remember who did. Okay, but at the end of the day, they had like two spare. So obviously our two spare was up around the contest. So why couldn't we handball the ball out and run it out? Like if if you know you're going to dump kick it. Surely there's got to be a numbers where you are going to dump and kick it. Right. Makes sense, yeah. You'd but if if bring if you num- bring numbers up to the contest, then that's where you've got to handball it out and wait till you know you get a person in free and space and then hit a target. Like what you said, Jules. Our best is is very very good, and we're on when we're on. But I just can't excuse anymore patches in games that we play at our best and patches that we're that we're, we're, we're not at the races. It's, it's inexcusable now. It really is. So first quarter, I was genuinely up and about. We were all over them, all over them. Going forward, look dangerous. Like you said, Jules, we're at our best. And when we're at our best, we're exciting to watch. We score. We score quickly. It's just, it's exciting football. The pressure, the pressure was through the roof, through the roof in terms of pressure. Sydney didn't know what to do with the ball when they had it in hand. Eddie Betts kicks probably goal of the year for me so far. That was phenomenal, man. It's it's a one-handed take, never touched it with his left hand and just straight into the boot with his right from an impossible angle. Probably one of the only positives to take from the game, to be honest, is that that could be goal of the year. But there was literally four and a half minutes left in the first quarter and they kick a goal to get him back within two. Well, three goals up. And then after that, they go in, in front by a goal a quarter time. They kick three there must be in four and a half. They kick three in four and a half minutes. There must be something mentally that goes through the side that thinks, "Oh no, here we go again." There has to, but it can't. It happens time and time again that we see it repeatedly. That the same trend, the same pattern. You know, it wasn't uh, even. Yeah, I feel like it's a, definitely a mental thing. I feel like I feel like as if because it happens too often now. It happens every week. That it's a mental thing, and they can't, they just can't break into and get into good habits to try over and come it. It's it's not like it's not like we kick away and then the other team has to grind for four goals to get four goals straight. It happens. Yeah. Blink of an eye, blink of an eye. We're up by three goals and then we're down by a goal. Literally in the blink of an eye, and I just don't, I don't understand how a team can go from playing the football that we were playing and on top of running on top of the ground running over over the opposition, putting pressure left, right, and center so that they were turning the ball over at every time that they had it in their hands to laying down at stoppages. They walked out of stoppages in the last four minutes, walked out of center clearances. Like... In that last half, the amount of uncontested possessions that they had was a joke. And if you look at the stats, I guarantee they dominated us in uncontested possessions. They did. They did. They did. No, it's no shit they did. It's no, no shit. Yeah. An extra it. 60 something. Yeah, yeah there you go. go. There you go. And that's how easily they were able to get the ball from defense to midfield to their forward line because uncontested, they could do what they liked. Contested, we dominate them. Even in in any situation, we dominate any team contested. Uncontested the issue. And that's why they run through us. Accountability. You, I'm you, done. Yeah. <laughs> You're spot on because I heard one of the commentators say that Carlton and Sydney are the top two teams in forcing their opposition into garnering contested possession. So they force the opposition into contested situations. Spot on, spot on. But on the spread, once it gets out of that contested situation, fuck, we're nowhere. We conceded 100 points again today. I think that's genuinely the eighth time that's happened this year or the seventh or eighth time that's happened this year. 100 points. I don't blame our back six. I've said it before. I blame the midfield. There's not enough gut running, man. The other way, there's no two-way running. It's it's deplorable. Oh, in this game here, in this game here, our back six were nowhere as well. Yeah, okay, fair enough. They were, they were nowhere. Yeah, they were, they were miles off. They were in no man's land, yeah. all of them. There was 
times again, I know I spoke about in, in the past where Weering and Saab were doing the hang, the handover. I think it was again in the um the Essendon game. There was a few instances today where exactly the same thing was happening as well. So, um, yeah, I, I wouldn't say our back six, six were um, terrific today. I think our forwards were yeah, overall. Great. Um, great. Our midfield, in obviously, in terms of the contested, like you said, I feel like as if when we had it going, we were good. When we when we were on contested, we had a going ball going forward, not a problem. When they were on. They were, on, they were on for shorter periods in terms of winning the contestant. But when they won it, they won a lot real quick. And then that's how they got their running game going, getting the ball forward and into the clear and open space. And that's when they punished us. I'll tell you something. You look at every one of Sydney's players, you look at every one of their names and you tell me if they contributed to their win. And I guarantee everyone did. You look at us and there's liabilities, there's passengers in there. And, and you know what Jack Martin was? I think we brought him back too early. He wasn't at the races. Simple Agreed. as that. Agree. He's he's won. He looked. He looked. He, that's the most undercooked I think I've ever seen a player. Like Jack Martin's a guy that you bring in because he's got speed. He's got he, you know the pressure acts are there. He tackles and whatnot. There were three or four situations where I saw him two meters off his man that he'd usually chase hard to get. He just couldn't get there. He just couldn't get there. Whether it was match fitness, whether it was his knee, whether it was, I, I don't know what it was, but he just couldn't get there. He, he looked undercooked. And that, that's, I don't know. I don't know. It's just, you know, and, they, and you bring in Levi Casbold as well. Like, what the fuck? After the game that last week. I, I, I love, I love Levi. I do. I've loved him his whole career. I'm not here to bash Levi, but he had six touches. He took three marks, had one tackle. Didn't kick a yeah, goal. Even, then, even the six touches he had, like, what do you do with them? Like, his kicking around, like I said, it, that doesn't help. Like, just kick the ball out of bounds on the full. You know, he literally kicked the ball yeah. about five metres and kicked the ball out of bounds on the full. Oh, no, you didn't. <laughs> nah, I've got to know you didn't. Oh, <laughs> I already know what you're going to say. Which one are you, which one are you thinking? The first? buddy. Nah, which one? What, go? The buddy one. We're hitting him in the back of the head. Oh, we're hitting him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but I've got another one. So the buddy, the buddy one where he obviously hit him in the back of the head, but also the umpire getting in the way again of that kick from the Sydney player outside. Oh, did you see God. that? And it was yeah. But they did it twice. They did it to us coming out of our D50 in the last quarter. It resulted in a Sydney goal. Went back over our head. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, he went ran in front of Ed, um, Ed Kerner. Maybe he was asking for the ball because T sent him out and they're saying, listen, we need an extra man. <laughs> Wouldn't surprise you. That's good. That's good for you, Bob. I don't, I don't know. Um, Dan, you said before, I know we've touched on Martin and Casbolt. Well, I'm sure we're going to come back to that. But you said before, you made a good point about how many of Sydney's players were held to account and how many con- like contributed to the win. Of the top 10 possession getters on the ground, we had three. We had th- – and, and, and they, look were the only, they were the only three that had over 20 disposals for us. Sydney <laughs> – Sydney had literally, what's that? Eight players with 20 or more touches. Eight. Hey, listen to this. Out of the bottom 10, yeah. they only had one player. Yeah. And it was a forward. So you don't even count yeah. that. I rest my case. You know, the, the bottom 10 possession getters for us. You got Murphy. Obviously, he was the sub, so... Yeah, that's that's fine. Gibbons six touches. He still played three quarters. He only he only added six times. You know, only laid two tackles. He's in there as a pressure player and didn't barely laid a tackle. Oh, he's had nine touches, laid five tackles. It's good. We asked for that as a small forward. Eddie had nine touches, kicked two goals. We asked for that. Cottrell had ten touches. You know, do we need to start asking questions of Cottrell now? Is he not getting enough ball as a winger, regardless of his of his pressure? Um, you know, and then you've got Jack Martin, 12 touches. You've got Lockie Fogarty, 14. Adam Saad, 15, who are paying big money for. Zach Williams, 17. I thought he had a good game, to be honest. I think Zach Williams kicking, now that he's moved to the halfback, it gives us so much more, so much more. I actually thought he had a really good game. But, I think he had a know, good half. Hey? I think he had a good half. No, his run and carry was there all game. He, I'll say he's one that actually tried. He I kept defensively, he was good too in terms of his spoils and tackling as well. So yeah, I think he's found his spot. He's got to stay there. He's got to stay there. Of course, he's found his spot. <laughs> too many. He's been playing. He's been playing his whole AFL career in that spot. Not he's found it. That's where he is. Dan, you're right. Too spot. many. 
Too many Blues players oh. held not held to account. Too many Blues players not held to account. Uh, it's simple. That's that's the difference. Sydney stood up. Every player stood up for Sydney. There was probably six players that stood up for us when we needed them. Yeah, six. I'll put it this way: we are like two, three midfielders short, not just one. I'd say now. I don't think we are. I don't think we are. In terms of performing, I'm saying. In terms of not in terms yeah. if we have player in not if not if we have them like and they're young or whatever. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about now. Okay. Because you can talk about all you want in terms of the likes of Dow, um, you know, Stocker and whoever, you know, in terms of rolling through there. But at the end of the day, that they're not proven yet. So we've got a lot of work work to do in terms of our midfield if we actually want to try and contend with the other top four, five, six teams in the comp. Yeah, consistency, consistency is a big issue. Um, and for me, that comes down to a mentality thing. Um, I don't think you're going to... I think the talent, the, t- the talent's there. There's no doubt. But for me, there's, there's, there's something, whether it's from the coach, whether it's from the players, um, whether it's from both, but there's something missing there. And for me, it's not something you can teach. That's plain and simple. Yeah, and, and this is the thing, right? Like, you know... People are going to call about, you know, they're going to they're going to start asking questions about Teague this week. The, the pressure cooker is going to come on him. It's just, it's inevitable. But for me, Teague's not the one out there running or jogging 10 metres off his man in the third quarter when it's in the balance. Yeah, no, 100%. Agree. So, like, you know, you talk about, you talk about mentality, Dan. Uh, it comes from within, man. It has to come from within. You cannot teach effort. Effort has to come from within. Very plain and simple, which is why I, I just don't. I'm not. I'm still not of the thought where, we, where the pressure cooker needs to come on. Teague. pressure cooker needs to come on the assistant coaching group massively because they go off into their little groups at training, as you know, as you'd know, Jules, with with soccer and whatnot. You, your assistant coaches take certain groups, right? Forwards, defenders, mids. Yeah. End of the day, if you're not, if those assistant coaches aren't instilling the right beliefs and in, instilling the right attitudes and values into their into those little groups, we don't know. But they've been there for long enough now. The, you know, there's John Barker's been there for better part of ten years. <laughs> you know, like what's changed in that time other yeah. than the head coach? What has changed? Yeah, we've already had conversations in and around um, assistant coaches, and I have no doubt that. We need um, a change there. And I'm not talking just one or two. I'm talking about shifting, you know, almost all of them, bar maybe one or two. Um, you know, I've heard there's obviously in terms of conversations, apparently Leppage has been in, in and around the conversation. Um, there's been a few others. Um, yeah, I just feel like as if we need a few more different ideas. Um, and not only on top of that, I feel like as if we need a few assistant coaches that basically breed standards. Okay, and make sure that people, you know, players, coaches, um, even staff across the board of the club are held to hold um, to account because that's what brings culture to the club. Standards. You can, you know, obviously it's enjoyable, and you've got to make it an enjoyable environment. You know, and I've heard from the playing group um, that that's the case. You speak, you hear about it in the media in terms of how they are around each other and whatnot. Okay, but at the end of the day. You know, there's been premierships one where players haven't liked each other. They generally hate each other because of the way that they tackle hard against one another at training and whatnot. I don't care. That's what you want. You want to make sure that the standards are there in training. I don't know if they are, you know, on a consistent basis. You know, I feel like as if they need to drive standards for one another too. It's, it comes from across from the playing group, from the leadership um, group down as well. Um, yeah, there's a lot of question marks that need to be asked. So, um, so yeah, you're only as good as the way you train, Agils. <laughs> yeah, and the way you apply yourself. Yeah. Look, look at Walsh. But- I don't care what anyone says. Like that, Parker and stuff were going in hard throughout the course of the day. That how how good is he? He just runs hard, runs hard, gets to the next contest, knows where the ball is going to be played and, and kicked to. He just makes himself available, and you know what? He makes himself available, and then all he does is try and impact it as best as he can. He just applies himself. Yeah, if you're talking about bringing in assistant coaches and new assistant coaches, a bit of a clean out, you need to bring in people that have won things. That's the only way you can change a culture. Jules, which player were you talking about then? Walsh. Ah. 
How do you say it? Walsh. I said Walsh. Uh, Walsh. We had, just for everyone listening, we had, uh, had some, Jules had some feedback from uh, a listener. His name is Aaron Keogh. And he just said, you know, he's, he's just noticed Jules pronouncing uh, Welsh rather than Walsh. And I've picked up on it. I haven't said anything. I know Dan picked say up that. on it. Yeah. Dan picked and up you know, on it. Yeah, he must love it because he's a, he's a long-time listener. So and That's all right. That's all right. Hey, we like that feedback. Jules, you took it in your stride. You said, yep, I'll own it. You put your hand up, I'll own it. And you know what? You just said Walsh. I'll own it. First time you said Walsh all, all season. So I'll, I'll give you that. That's That's props. Yeah, I don't know what you want me to elaborate. It's already been touched on. It was it was lackluster, plain and simple. Any any oh. final comments, Jules? I'll put it this way: it wasn't like a team. It didn't look like a team that was going to put themselves into a situation that were trying to actually stay in the eight, in contention put themselves in the eight. They could have put themselves in the eight if they, if they applied themselves. They just didn't, they didn't even apply themselves. They didn't even look like applying themselves. And that that's the issue. Agree. Uh, two positives. Two for me. Kripa. He's back. Oh, he's elite. He's back. Yeah, he was unbelievable. He's back. I'm sorry. That's he, he was sensational. If we had won the game and kept him to under, you know, 80 points or 60 points, that what he did today would be talking about as one of the best individual performances of the year. You just would, you would. He was everywhere, man. He, he did what he needed to do as a leader, and that's like we've been screaming for that. The other one, and this might be a bit contentious between between us, but big H, man, eight shots on goal again. I don't care what you say, three goals, five, fine. But I'm not. The, the loss doesn't come down to him kicking five behinds. The game was done and dusted by the time he was having those shots on goal. In fact, he still got into eight scoring scoring positions. Is unbelievable. Unbelievable, especially with the way the ball was coming in in that second half. I agree with you um, 100%. That's why he's in my votes when we talk about that later. But there was a couple of two crucial moments, and Jules knows which ones I'm talking about, where I think he could have put us up. Or, yeah, he could have put us up in that third quarter where he got done one for holding the ball, was it? And one, was it, or was it both holding the ball, actually, both. in the fourth pocket? Both holding the ball. For me, that that's that that's you know we talk about moments, they're, they're moments. Even Lockie Fogarty's miss. Oh, the, Where, the, he actually pulled the kick. Boys, he pulled the kick because no one was there. The, like the second an open goal. The second quarter, yeah, was we had that much dominance that we we're either going to win the game by six goals or we we're going to lose by four goals. The way that we were playing, and we just didn't capitalize. If we had to capitalize on those moments you're talking about, Dan, we would have won this game today. Would have won it without a doubt in my mind. All right. Fuck, that was the flattest review I've ever done. <laughs> votes. Oh. Votes. Who's starting? Jules. I'll start. All right. So my one vote is Doherty. Um, I just feel like as if he'd done all the right things in terms of applying himself, putting himself in um, positions, um, particularly off the wing. Um, two, I got Walsh, 33 touches. He just motors. He just gets in and around. He knows where the ball is going to drop to get to the next contest. He reads it well, um, just applies himself. His tenacity and his intent on the ball is first class. Um, and then three votes, P Crips, 27 touches, three goals, four tackles, heaps of clearances, 10 plus contested possessions. He was just instrumental throughout the course of the game. Yeah, Jules, thanks for that. Son, <laughs> um, I'm going one for Mackay. Kick three goals. He's imposing as always. Um, I think he's a big difference as to why we stay in games or can stay in games. Um, two for Walsh. He speaks for himself. His performance is unbelievable. But for me, Cripper gets three because he's yeah. What he did today um, was if if we had won the game, that's three Brownlow votes. 100%. So that's why he gets three from me. Well, I was going to bring H up. I know we're not, we're not talking about discussion, discussing the game, but I just feel like as if other teams, they genuinely get one on, one-on-ones forward in their forward 50 with their number one forward. I barely see H one-on-one. How many, how many times do you see Buddy one-on-one with Jones today? 
Heaps. Quite a few times. Yeah. That's what I'm Quite saying. a few times. Heaps. Yeah. That's, Heaps. That's, that's what I'm happen. saying. Like how, I don't understand how, how why it doesn't happen. But Jules, that's why I had to put him in my votes because he, he actually makes his own opportunity. He does. Oh no, I I, I agree. Hundred percent. I'm not I'm not I'm not um I'm not yeah, I understand. It's not, it's not yeah. controversial at all. I'm just speaking about it in terms of the way we're trying to play. Yeah. And I know I'm sort of going a bit sidetracked here, but it's it scares the shit out of me. I'll get into my votes. My votes are exactly the same as Dan, but it scares the shit out of me because Harry played against an opposition today where he would have seen ball movement going inside 50 to one-on-ones to Buddy and him thinking, shit, I've got a contract in front of me from these guys and I love the way they move the ball to their to their big forwards. Like, if Harry could genuinely kick 100 goals in a side that actually gave him better ball delivery than what we do. No doubt in my mind, the way he's playing at the moment. It scares me, man. He still hasn't signed a contract. Uh, at this point, I don't know if he's going to be a Carlton player next year. I really don't with the way we're playing. Um, sad reality, but it is what it is. I've got the same votes as Dan, Mackay one, Walsh two, Cripps three for all the same reasons. So boys, update on the tally is we've got Cripper up into third place on 8.7 votes. Mackay stays in second on 10.7 and Sammy Walsh out in front on 17 votes. It's pretty close. So Walsh, he hasn't run away with it yet, but you know. Hey, we've still got two joke rounds. Myself and Jules got a joke around. You got to use your joke around before you go, Jules. So you got three weeks to use a joker. Four. How's this for a comment? How's this for a comment, boys? At least at the end of these votes, there'll be a winner. Yeah. Or something we didn't even say. <laughs> Whack. <laughs> All right, boys. That's it for the review. Big job. All right, uh, you know what? At the end of the day, there's always another week in footy. We're going to back it up next week, round 12, against the West Coast Eagles at the SCG, Sunday, 6th of June, 3.20 p.m. start. The Eagles are in seventh. They just lost to the Dons at home. Look vulnerable. Look vulnerable, especially away from home. Um, look, if we had to beat the Swans, we're going to this game thinking if we win this, we're 6-6 six and six going into the bye. We must win this game just to go into the bye with a bit of positivity. Go in with five and seven. Like we said, we've got a soft draw after the bye, pretty soft draw, play some teams below us again. Um, but we need to win this, not, not to go in five and seven with some positivity. We need to win this to prove that we can beat a top eight side, man. <laughs> We're 0-5 against top eight sides this season. Yeah, I agree. I think, But I do think on a positive, they would be lacking confidence as well, or they'd be definitely lacking confidence. Um, they haven't hit a run of form at all. Um, like Jules mentioned, they've got now Callie and Oscar Allen injured. They're not playing at home, which I think is a massive advantage for us because um, we know how good they are at home. Um, so it's winnable. Of course it's winnable. Um, just which Carlton are we going to get? <laughs> yeah, I, The thing is, I over the course of the season, it's we get two types of Carltons in the same game. Science, if it's consistent enough that, you know, we have one team out there. So if we can bring it for long enough, we win. It's that simple. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm just hoping in terms of our efficiency going inside 50, um, it's obviously continues in the same vein, um, but our transition defensively just needs improvement. They need a lot of tinkering there. Hopefully, obviously, in terms of the footage and whatnot that they see, um, there's defensive aspects that we need to improve on. Um, but there's been a few games where this season, the likes against um, Port Adelaide and Melbourne, where um, their key defensive posts um, in terms of their intercept marks got on top of us. And that was where probably those two games where the game was won and lost, um, with the likes of Lira Lira, May, um, Lever. I'm just hoping we don't put the ball on like the likes of Brass's head. And McGovern, if he plays. He won't. He plays. I don't think he's playing. Okay, he's injured. Sorry. Yeah. But yeah, I'm pretty sure he's still in, yeah, injured. But, but it's, it's yeah, Barras. It's Barras. It's Rotham. Oscar Allen's been. Yeah. Oh, well, actually, Oscar Allen was injured too. So he's out. Yeah. So this is what I mean. Like they, they're vulnerable at the moment. They are. Elliot yeah. Yo just came back. He's underdone. Um, McGovern's out. You know, Oscar Allen's out. They're, they're not. And, and on the road, they're, they're not a good team. They're actually not. They, 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 there was a stat around um, around their, I think it's their points four at home and away 
or points against. It was one or the other. And in a way, it was just like, it was polar opposite to how they play at home. So they're vulnerable. We're at the SCG. It's neutral ground. We played there this week. We should be used to what the what the dimensions of the ground are. We're a chance. We're a chance. But like you said, Jules, you said you said we get two Carlton's that show up in a game. We get two two Carlton's that show up in a quarter, bloke. Yeah, man. <laughs> you know, we, we just need to play this game out. We need to just play from start to finish and put them to the sword. And we haven't seen it. We still have not seen it all season. I can't say one game, not in any of our wins even, that we've seen that from this, from this group of boys. Like... We fade. And if we fade against the Eagles, they've got, you know, Dom Sheed had 43 touches against the Dons and kicked the goal. Gaff had 31. Redden had 26. You know, you've got guys like Jackson Nelson that run through there. He had 23. Brad Shepard off halfback. He had 18. Raking kick. Like, they've got weapons, man. They've got weapons. Yeah. So, if you let him in, especially in the middle, and Nick, forget about it. Like, Nick Nat and Huey. The guy, the service that guy gives to that midfield is unbelievable. It's it's unmatched in the competition. If you let him, if you let them get that ball easily out of the middle, we will get absolutely hammered, hammered. Yeah, I feel in particular in terms of their, if Nick Nat allows or if we allow Nick Nat to give their midfielders first use and then they go inside four fifty one and one with the likes of you know Darling and Kennedy and then you've got. Um, some of their, you know, likes of their small forwards out at their feet. Good luck. So, um, yeah, our defense will have their have a very difficult day at the office. I feel, I feel this game here. We need to turn this into a scrap, turn this into a contested game, um, because I don't think we'll be able to run with them if they if they get their ball use going. Um, from what we've seen today, I don't think we'll be able to. Yeah, we'll be able to match them in that sense. I think we've got to play the game on our terms, you know? Have you got any... Yeah, I, uh, yeah Jules. It's okay. No, go, Jules. No, in terms of our terms, our, our game's based off contested possession, getting the ball, getting the ball forward quick, you know? But you can't do that if they've got one or two spare in, in you know, and we dump kicking it straight to them, you know? They're going to eat, eat it up. So unless you hit ground and then you have enough numbers to... And our, our spread... Um, offensively is good, so if we can get numbers around the ball and then they have a bit of delay on them trying to get the ball clean in their defensive, um, in the opposition defensive shape, um, then yeah, we, we are, will be okay if our effort and our attempts there. But if we're dumb kicking it and they've got their spare and we don't work high out and up enough to um, have that press up, then good luck. Oh, it'll be it'll be the same story as what it was against Darcy Moore, against the Lira Lira and against Stephen May. Very simple. Yeah. Can't put it on their head. Um, before we get into the ins and outs, and you, you, you were spot on in your, in your analysis there, boys, but before we get into the ins and outs, any, uh, what are your memories against West Coast? Good ones, just to stay positive. You got any, any, I've got a few, and I've got a few niche ones that I'll bring in, but I want to see what you guys have got. So 99 on the run into the, yeah, to the, the game before um, Essendon. We played West Coast at the MTG. You got back to 99. Yeah. Yeah. I was there that day. I've actually, I've got a few. I've got a few niche ones. You ready for this? Yeah. Wizard Cup Grand Final. Oh, that's rubbish. (laughs) Flag. I'm embarrassed you just bringing it up. Even to bring that up. Jules, me and you went together. Feb kicked eight. Do you remember that? (sighs) Toshiba. Oh, it was sensational. How about this one? Andrew Walker's debut. Oh, that was inspirational off the oval. One of the best debuts. 25, 26 touches. Unbelievable. And that's not even a joke. How about this one? Do you remember one at Marvel Stadium, or Eddie had back then, where we were down by, I think it was like 26 points in the last quarter, and Troy Menzel kicked the winner with like two minutes left. Oh, dude. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 I've got it all up here, boys. Well done, Joe. <laughs> Keep an eye on the socials. We'll be posting a few of those. I'll post a few highlights of those games as well to get us revved. Um, all right, ins and outs. What do we think? For me, Casbolt, out. Number one. Yeah. Out. Gibbons yeah, is going can... out. He's injured. So there's, that's Kasbalt, Gibbons and Casbolt out. out. So I'm thinking Murphy in. Yep. For one of them. Um. Fishers, don't know if he's going to be close yet. No, I don't think so. Not yet. Um, I reckon. 
What about Josh Honey? The likes, yeah. yeah, I was going to say the likes of Honey needs to be involved. Yeah, I'm I thinking. Think yeah. Honey. yeah, yeah. I for me, I want to see Samo back, and I want to see Josh Honey back. I don't want to see Murph just yet. I think I don't think Murph showed enough. I think he was dropped for a reason, boys. Happy for him to be medical sub for fresh legs and whatnot, but I think Samo needs another chance in this side, especially in the back half of the year, to prove himself. And Josh Honey deserves his spot at this point. I've got a, I've got a question though. I'm I'm still I'm still stunned how Murphy was dropped. I agree. After last week, yeah. Earlier yeah, after last week. week. Earlier in the maybe season, earlier maybe. in the season, maybe not probably not his first five six games, but after that, that little patch of three four games. But particularly over last weekend against Hawthorne, I'm, I'm surprised and I'm still questioning it. I reckon there's got to be something more there. That's why that's why I'm basing him. That's why I want him in because based on the last full game that we saw him play, he was he was there. He, he was the reason why, well, partly why we won. Um, yeah, even today when he came on, he was still clean. He might yeah, not. He still had five or six touches. He, he was clean, hitting targets, breaking he lines. Stiff, he was stiff to be a medical sub. Yeah, I mean, I agree. Um, I think that's it, boys. We'll wrap up match predictions. Before we finish, Carlton by nine goals. Carlton by a point. <laughs> Thrill out the SCG. Another one. Um, blues by. I'll go Blues by seven, but I'm not confident <laughs> at all. I'm not confident either. How could we be? <laughs> Boys, that's it. It was good to see you, even though it's on a screen. Hopefully see you uh, this time next week in person if we uh, if we come out of these lockdowns. Just, uh, you know, it is what it is. We've got our own opinions on it, but, you know, end of the day. Life's good, man. Life's good. Other than, other, than, other, than, other than having to watch the Carlton Football Club every week, life's pretty good at the moment, man. Well, it's not really. We're in lockdown. <laughs> <laughs> All right, boys. We'll see you next week. Up the bagger. Up the bagger.